I made, yo, fuck yeah. It's like trippy, man. <laughs> That's what I was going for, man. Fucking around with them loops on my phone. Phone loops. So we're in the building. My bad if I blew your eardrums out. Dude, my ears have been blown out. We're in the building with Landon Axel. Hey. Fresh off the fucking first full length release. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Solo Dolo, too. Yeah, man. It's wild. Closure. <laughs> Yo, you can catch that literally anywhere, anywhere you stream music. Anywhere, yeah, I even got CDs coming, too. So CDs are coming. I was also looking into vinyl. Dude, do you know how expensive it is to print like 100 vinyl records? It's like $1,700. Seven, for how many? 100. It, like oh it ranges God. between thirteen and seventeen, wow. you know, and then you you sit there and you look at the price difference. If you get like a big like actual like twelve inch one, that more expensive. But you get the smaller ones, you can only get yeah. like three songs on each side. Wow! So it's uh it's a little crazy. But CDs, you get a hundred CDs for like I don't know, like a hundred and five dollars. <laughs> That's not bad. No, not at all. I lost my contact with um all the uh, uh like the um connections to like get cds and merch and everything like that so i had to go out and uh figure out somewhere to do that so he didn't like my uh my opinions on certain topics and he's like you're hold on actually this is where my merch comes from right um he said you're pathetic and disgusting i pitied you enough to not say it to your face get fucked so i took that insult and i put it on a back of a t-shirt 10 13 shots fired yeah absolutely i uh I, I put it on the back of a t-shirt and I put my Landon Axel on the front. I was like, I'm just going to sell your insult for money now. <laughs> Dude, that's the best way to do it sometimes, man. Like, like I got not like, I'm not going to put the person's name out there or anything like that. It's just, I've been picked on my whole life and I'm at the point now where your words literally don't mean anything to me. And I'm just gonna, you know, if you're going to judge someone off of their opinion, you know, then you were never their friend to begin with. Right. You know, if you're going to sit there and be mean to someone because you know, they love Jesus and you don't like, you got a problem. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, dude, everyone's entitled to their, you know, own, you know, how they feel. But, you know, let's not fucking put people down because of whatever the fuck, you know, your own personal bias. Dude, we need more Bob Marley right now. Just spread the love. Like, you see someone who's hurting, go up and give them a hug. But right now, you got to stay six feet apart. My man's getting fucking spiritual over here. Fucking well, dude, hugs. I mean, Three it's hugs all, for all. Dude, it's all about love. Like, you can't sit there and be, you know, a constant dick to people. Like, people are hurting and you don't know their story. You know, there's no need to insult somebody based off what they believe, you know, because maybe, in, in their defense, maybe they're not educated enough. You know, maybe they haven't right. had the life experience to change their opinion and maybe you need to help them see that. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, you have people, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, we we can we could sit there and point the finger on what people could be doing and what they should be doing, but maybe that person is hurting themselves. So that's their way of fucking, that maybe that's the only way they know of, you know, letting their fucking feelings out, you know? Yeah, I feel by, like that. So. My, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, actually, no, wow, we've been together six months already. No, uh, my girlfriend, Sophia. Oh, man, she's beautiful. Shout out to Sophia. Yeah, shout out to Sophia. Probably also, an angel yes. fucking dealing with this kid. Yeah, I, dude. <laughs> well, like you were saying, you know, um, she um, she's a kindergarten teacher, you know, and um, nice. she also, like, studied, I, I want to say, like, 
uh, therapy on the side or something like that, like to be a therapist or something. Like a, like a psychologist? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, we were talking, and, like, a topic got brought up, and I, like, kind of, like, you know, shrugged it off. She's like, no, let's talk about it. And she helped me realize something about myself by getting inside of my head. Right. You know, and saying, hey, maybe this is what you're dealing with. Why don't you address it? And I addressed the problem, and it went away. I was like, wait, it works? Yeah. <laughs> I should have gone to therapy a long time ago. Yeah, man. It's it's crazy. <laughs> She's not my therapist, though. It was just like we're yeah, having. A, I want to put that out there. <laughs> that's like that's where you get into uh, like conflicts of interest and shit. Yeah, no, we actually met in Atlantic City um, sometime in February right before COVID struck, and uh, I was so highly intoxicated. You know, like I was really, really, really drunk. I was trying to get her attention the whole entire night, and she swears it wasn't her. She swears it was another girl, but the way I remember it, I um. The, band, the cover band that was playing at Bally's. I went up to the singer. I was like, hey, I'm trying to impress a girl. And he's like, the brunette to your left? I said, yeah, that's her. I was like, can hmm. I get on stage and play with you guys? He's like, sure, why not? So I got on stage and I started playing all the small things by Blink. And I literally <laughs> pointed to her and I did the call me sign. And she's like, no, 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 you can call me. I dropped the guitar and handed her my phone. I was like, put your number in. <laughs> Power moves. So, and this is right before you said the pandemic? Yeah, right before uh, COVID came into play. Um it was like right beginning of February and like middle of February, they shut everything down. So, so we had been talking for a while and like right when the quarantine started, uh, we had just started like going on dates. So the majority of our uh, date life was just Netflix and no. box dinners. Uh, not really. Well, we both like cooking. So that's she, good. she's, she's a, she's a baker on the side for Tomasella winery. So she does like all their desserts and stuff like that. Shout she out also, to that place. Yeah, Tomasella is great. Like seriously, they're amazing. But, um, uh, most of our dates, I would pick a dinner and I would cook it for her and then she would cook one for me and then we would split a bottle of wine, just sit outside, have a fire at night. And that's literally how our relationship started. <laughs> so how's that? Okay. So it started with like it, what it seems like sunshine and rainbows, but like, how's it been during the pandemic? Like it's been great actually. Um, I know this I mean, we've only been together six months, so I guess you could say we're still in the honeymoon stage. But now, let me just clear thing one thing up. This isn't a uh, a, a reality show on Mitch's dating life, but <laughs> um, you know, shout out, shout out to uh, relationships through pandemics. Hashtag that fucking and uh, yeah. So how's it been like during this whole thing? Like, um, it's been good. Um, we don't. I mean, I'm, I was considered an essential employee, so I was still working my normal, like, job. Same. So, um, kind of sucks. I mean, it's not bad. I didn't get any hazard pay, but my company lost a lot of business. Uh, I deliver food, so most of the restaurants shut down. Mm-hmm. So we only had a few restaurants keeping us afloat in supermarkets, so we started doing house deliveries. So I wasn't working anywhere near the 60, 70 hours I normally work. I was at, like, 30, but I was also making house tips on top of that from making home deliveries, so it kind of balanced out, which was nice. That's good. So you still work at the uh, the same place? If yeah, I, I've been there for... Like years, dude. No, it's been like four or five years, yeah. I think it's been longer than that, but... Well, no, because... No, it's probably been that, yeah, right? Yeah, it's... it's been about that. I think... No, the whole win by... The last time you and I jammed together um, at Liam, at Trent's house, actually, was like a week before I started my job, and that was four or five years ago. Yeah. So... At least four, Yeah. Yeah, it's been At a while. <laughs> so, um, so it's crazy, bro, because it's like I came back in uh, over the winter time mm-hmm. from Cali. Shout out to L.A. and uh, Californians. Ca- Cali- How would you say that? Californians? 
Californians. There it is. No, I'm gonna. I was gonna make a joke, but I don't think I can make that joke. Um, I'm not trying to get political. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Californians. So, <laughs> Californians. Um. So yeah, I moved back here, get this thing started back up again, and then you know we had a show in March, and lo and behold, who pops up is fucking Mr. Axel himself, Landon. That's high. That is him right there. So, um, so, what were you doing in that? time um because i know you had mentioned that um you know you were you were trying to get your own thing started and you had started recording and you had all this shit going on fast forward till now and you just dropped your fucking debut fucking full length which by the way if you guys haven't checked it out it's called closure it's literally on every streaming platform Go check that shit out. Massive shout out to DistroKid, by the way. I highly and aggressively recommend them to any musician trying to get out there. Uh, best bang for your buck. Um, even if like even if you do a cover song, you check a little box that says it's a cover song, and they split the royalties up between you and the and the actual artist. Oh, really? So yeah, DistroKid is awesome. I think I pay like twenty bucks a year, and I can upload as yeah. many songs as I want. Yeah, twenty a year, right? So yeah, I've uploaded twelve songs, ten of them on my record, and two singles before that, but. Um, come so what, March when Win by Two had that show, right? I I want to say I was about like eighty percent done the record at that time. I had already released Sorry Not Sorry and Just a Memory, yeah. which um, Just a Memory's fire by the way. I was you. listening to that before the show. Thank you. It deals with my daddy issues. Yeah. By the way, if you're a dad, don't walk out your kid's life. Just saying. Yeah. Because he's gonna write some songs about you, and people are gonna relate hardcore. Yeah. Don't <laughs> be a shitty father, fathers. But um. At that point, Sophia and I were starting to get serious with each other. Um, the pandemic had just started, so I had way more free time. So I was able to get in and out the studio and everything like that. Um, I was able to practice singing more. At that point in time, I was, I, I want to say I was in the process of actually writing the song Closure. Um, that's, a, that's the last song. That's on the last the, song, uh, yeah. That yeah. deals with a lot of demons that I had. Mm-hmm. Um Talking like, I mean, I say it in the song, like, I lied about addictions I never had. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I literally go on to say, like, I did it for a friend who would otherwise be said, sitting there strung out in my basement, you know? And um, right. I remember sitting that night, and then I go on to say, like, five years later, because of what I did, Manny is still staying clean. So that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I, dude, I'm proud of him. Like, I, like, I, I'm, yeah, I was a shitty person for doing that, but I didn't know what to do for my friend. He was just, I felt bad. I felt trapped. I didn't know what to do. You know, don't get me wrong, I was a piece of shit, and I'd never do it again. And I'm glad I owned up to it and confessed about it. It's a weight off my chest. But, right. you know, it also deals with that, and it deals with my past ex uh, um, and what she did to me and everything like that. And it deals with just, like, all the people who've uh, insulted me and attacked me for what I believe in the past. And it's just like, you know what? Don't even bother waking them up. They're dead to me. Right, so, right. Just address everything I want, say what I got to say, and that's it. And I got to say, man, it's not my favorite song off the record <laughs> What so? What would you say your favorite song off the record is? Never let you go. Uh, definitely that one. I uh, I wrote that song for someone who's very near and dear to me in my life. I love this person with everything I have in me. And uh, when I propose, I know she's gonna say yes. That song is dedicated to my future wife, and it was written before I met Sophia. So wow, the <laughs> irony on that, dude. Yeah, right. I just finished like recording it, and like the next day I meet her. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's sick, bro. Um, but I mean, yeah. So generally speaking, I mean, uh, the whole album seems as if it's like it's it's a concept album, in my opinion. Um, but it's it seems to deal with two concepts. 
Um, and yeah, like you kind of elaborated, but like what when you first started working on this fucking project, what really like you know where did you draw all your creativeness from? Like your first song, you're gonna do this fucking solo act this is something in uncharted territories mind you if, and for people who don't know out there you know mitch has been jamming for fucking years right probably, oh, yeah. i'd probably venture to guess over 10 i mean probably I've been playing more. guitar since like sixth grade but you and i met i want to say in 2010 right after we graduated through tom actually yeah and then it was you me and joe for the longest time and we started writing stuff and then dan came into the picture and Minnie and uh Bunch of crap happened with the record deal with Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah. I still can't believe that that's a reality for the both of us. Right. We, dude, it's like a pinch, <laughs> it's a pinch me moment. Like, I have to, like, remind myself, too, that that actually happened. You know what I'm well, saying? But, I remember when, like, I found out, you know, I was standing in the middle of Chick-fil-A, like, working, and Clem calls me. He's like, yo, dude. I'm like, what? He's like, we got a record deal with Jay-Z. I'm like, you're full of shit. He's like, no, seriously, like, we need you to come and, like, put these songs together for us. I'm like, who else is in the band? He's like, well, Danny got signed, and he kind of name-dropped all of us. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Emilio shows up, and Danny's sitting there. He's like, all right, so this is what the song goes like. I'm like, so what am I doing? He's like, make it like fit better. <laughs> I'm like, um, okay, well, instead of playing that chord progression, why don't you play this one? It'll make it more popular and appealing, and I'll just noodle over top of it. Yeah. And shockingly, Emilio didn't notice. He thought we were like professionals in doing this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then you came in. I was like, this is what we're doing here. And you're like, oh, I got the perfect drum beat. And I did, like, you and I worked so well together. Yeah. And then I could even show something to Clem. He'd be like, I already got the melody. And he wouldn't even change it. Yeah. It was just right there and done. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking good times, bro, back in the day. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, everything happens for a reason. So, I mean, you know, there's a bunch of shit that came out of that for good and for bad. But um, I like for me, I like to see the positive and everything. So everything is a learning experience, dude. Like I'm still learning to this day. I'm sure you are, too. Um, yeah. Everyone who anyone who says that anything different than they're full of shit. Like, well, dude, I think you know? I don't think any bad came out of it. I think a lot of good came out of, you know, all well, the screw ups yeah. that like you and I, you and I have been through and everything like that. Like um, even how the record deal went downhill. Right. And how everything lost, like, Joe kicked me out because I wanted to go to church. I'm like, okay. You know, and yeah. then you and after that, um, after all that had, like, the dust had settled, you know, everything fell apart. And then I think it was me, you, and Clem wrote, like, uh, the, it was, like, the seven songs or something like that. What, and that's actually when my solo project started. You know, it was right before Back you then? and Clem got, yeah, right before, um, like, Kids With No Direction and all that stuff, before we recorded that, it started there. Because remember, the original sellout, I sent to you guys. And then I sent Chocolate, which turned oh, into White yeah. League. Yeah, so I had... Oh, yeah, dude. And then I showed you Try My Luck. Like, those songs have been written wow. for almost, like, six, seven years. Wow. So it started there. Huh. And then... That's fucking crazy. And then um, I guess we just I guess we just grew up and got busy with work and everything like that and you know we kind of disbanded that. Right. Now that we got our shit together, we're like, oh, we're adults now. We live our own home. We're paying our you know our own bills and everything. We actually have to act like <laughs> decent humans. Right. So right. Um, I think I that's where that's where the solo project originally started because after that I started doing metal music and then the guy literally like stole all my music from me. Like copyrighted it to himself, and then said That's he was going to release. Yeah, said he was going to release shitty. it for free and everything like that. And then lo and behold, karma calls, and he got kicked out of his own band, which was huh. mine. 
That's fucked. And then, um... Karma always finds a way to get you, too. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, it started there, and, like, I started getting real angry at that one, and then, like, I, st- I kept writing throughout uh, my relationship with... I was actually thought I was going to get married to this one girl, and um, I had a ring and everything like that. And, um, I had written... Uh, I wrote Kelsey in that time period. I wrote um, Just a Memory in that time period as well. And um, after her and I broke up, it was like the biggest like gut punch I've ever gotten. Like I was so depressed. I just didn't give a shit about anything. I would take my paycheck, take all the cash out, and just let my account go negative. I was like negative, I think, like a grand at one point. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. I had so much money in collections because of what she stole from me and everything. So a lot of anger and hate came from that. And that's where, you know, the dark sorry not sorry song comes from like I literally say like I regret that I dated you I regret that we have a past together Mm -hmm. you know and like I even like if you go through it there's a lot of puns that address you know certain things in my life and like I told you and Clem at the show like yeah I'm addressing previous bands in my life and the songs are not about you oh we have a visitor oh what up butters what up butters dude this dog is beautiful yeah it's shout out to butters in the building um so (laughs) <laughs> fucking when did you uh because like all right so you had these songs but uh, so now you're jogging my memory because i remember you sending us those songs yeah. way back when so that's like kind of where it all started i guess yeah. like because remember i started recording with corbin you know i started oh, yeah, recording yeah, yeah, and i was yeah, like yeah, and, you, yeah. and yeah, i think you and did. clem had just gotten back from somewhere and you were like yo let's jam again i was like fuck it i got like four songs already right and i sent them to you and were like we actually like um it was for the guys, and um, oh, I just wide awake. Wide awake. And you're like, yeah, we want to keep those two, and we kind of scrapped them. We re, we re, we recycled some of the ones that you had written before, and I added my right. little flair to it. And then I think you and I, it sounds like a man overboard song. What is it? Um, That's what she said. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Thank you. And then we wrote that one, and like trying to bring that one back. I mean, go for it. It's only three chords. It's literally three chords. So it's four like that. technically. Technically speaking, it's four. Well, I know, I know my part. I was only playing the E, the. Well, yeah, you wrote that, and over top of it, I was just doing chords. It was E, A, and D flat minor. So that's all I was playing. I was just strumming them. I don't think I, I didn't change it up. I just hit the distortion pedal in the middle of the song. Yeah. Dude, so that's what. Yeah, that's when it all started right there. But didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're not, dude. You're not interrupting at all. Um. It's fucking, it's a show for you, really. I mean, um... Yes, by but, the way, thank you for allowing me to come on. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for fucking being here, man. Hell yeah, um, man. It's been forever. We have a lot of catching up to do. A lot, man. <laughs> we didn't and even need to do any prep for this. Just show up and just talk. Just show up and bullshit, <laughs> dude. That's the beauty of it, dude. I mean, fuck, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so when did you, like... Because, all right, so you had these songs back then, right? Mm-hmm. When did you, like, find out or figure out or, like, want to, I guess, uh, you know, pursue singing and, like, really... Because, all right, so I know up to this point you haven't performed and you haven't sung live. You know, I know you performed, but you haven't sung live. Well, no, I have. I've done open mics. You've done open mics? I've done about three or four open mics before the pandemic started. 
So, okay, how so, do you feel about, you know, singing? Because, like, the, it's one thing to go into the studio and, and lay vocal tracks. It's another thing going live. So, well, something we, we were kind of talking about, because we have the show August 8th, and, and, you know, you said you're coming out full band with that. Yeah. So, okay. how do you feel with that? Like, well, um, that's like a, that's a test, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I told, I told, um, I have my buddy Liam, you know Liam, Liam and then yeah. um, my friend John, who was in movies like Juno with Alex and I before everything, before, you know, bass disbanded. player. Yeah, the bass yeah. player. You could sing too, right? Yeah, like he yeah. does country music he's on the nice. side and he he's hands down next to like you and Clem, he is one of the most talented musicians I've met. Yeah, he's you sick. Know. I was checking him out. Uh Yeah, like he plays drum he's play, he's playing drums for me actually. Oh, he's playing so, drums? So John's on drums, Liam's on bass, and then I have my friend Chris who like goes way back in the scene back to when Donnie was like doing shows and Brad was writing out the actually Brad was doing Skater's Choice. Uh, so yeah. like all the way like Chris is Chris goes back that far. Wow. So I got him coming up, and um, he's playing guitar, and I'm playing guitar and singing. Um, but I told all of them, I'm like, look, I'm like, nothing for nothing. Like, you guys work for me. This is my project. You right. are not a part of this band. You are hired help. You right. know, and I told them, like, I'm going to pay you for doing this. Right, right. You know, so, like, one, the, the day of the show, before it starts, I'll Venmo them whatever I, you know, the set amount of money I promised them. And then um, I told them, I'm like... You know, if you get people to buy my record, you know, I, my record's coming out. I'm probably going to sell it for around 10 to $15. I don't know how much I'm going to sell it for. But I know the T-shirts are going to be 20 and I have stickers for $5. So That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. So My stickers say, uh, Landon Axel, get fucked. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty dope. <laughs> They're, hot pink. <laughs> They're hot pink. It's hot pink? Yeah. Like, oh, literally, man. the sticker's hot pink. What you'll have to do is fucking... Um, you don't have any of the merch with you, do you? No, it's actually... It's this T-shirts are being printed today, and the stickers have been shipped out. I should have everything by July third. All right, so like next week. Yeah, next week, yeah, yeah, I should have everything. I I only got a little bit of T-shirts. I only got twenty T-shirts. Like that's fine. Eight medium, eight uh large, two extra large, and two small. Okay. So first come first serve, and like I've never done T-shirts before, so I don't know if I got ripped off or whatnot, but. Like I have to sell them for twenty dollars a pop, so in order to make a profit to but. make yeah to make something back, um, cause yeah, bro. I mean, even just being in a band, bro. It's like on a financial aspect. It's you know when you're trying to do it independent or whatever, quote yeah. unquote. It's uh, you don't want to cut any corners. No, I did. I did everything right this time. Um, in my opinion, I think I did it all right. Cause I remember when I was working with you and Clem, we split everything three ways. You know, at most we fronted like three hundred dollars a person, and we were able right. to finance the record, get it all recorded. You know, book shows. You know, at least have gas in our cars to go there. Right now with this, I did a, I recorded all together twenty songs. Mm-hmm. So I have another record that's done. Oh, so shit. it's just I'm not putting that out yet because I'm gonna go back and and tweak them up and, and tweak shit, everything yeah. like that. Like I have a couple other songs that you'll recognize that'll be on there, but that's not coming out till next year. Right. So, but um, I recorded that. Um, thank God the guy at the studio only charged me for the ten that I put on my record. He's like, when you come back, we'll just we'll pick Handle up where that. we left off. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. So with the record, getting it recorded and mixed, and then getting it mastered. And then um, all the merch, the music video, copywriting all of the songs, um, and then going out distributing everything. I'm right around. I want to say like it's a lot. Eight to ten grand. Yeah, it's a record. lot. Yeah, dude. it's it's a it's a lot of fucking. Uh, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of fucking. It, obviously, you know, it breaks the bank a little bit, but 
you know, um, obviously it's something that you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. It's something, you know, obviously we enjoy doing. So it's like, why not put everything into it? You know what I mean? If you can, because if you short it, if you shortchange yourself, bro, you're going to get fucking what you put into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you, if you don't give it your all, you're going to get shit quality. Right. You know, which is why, um, luckily, um, another person in the music scene recommended the guy they're recording to. And, um, so I don't know if most people don't know this guy's name, but his name's Tom Lord Algae. Um, he did the mixes on the Umbop record by Hanson. He did the Stacy's Mom record. He did uh, okay. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink. He did Enema of the State. He oh, did um, Sub 41, Good Charlotte, Bullet for My Valentine. Like, he mixed all of their records. Right. And the guy I'm working with has been trained by him. Ah, uh, okay. His yeah. predecessor. Yeah, for the most part. Sick. But, um, like, uh, the guy I'm working with, his name's Tyler from Monoplane Recording Studio. Um, Honestly, really good price for what for everything, you know. Like, he, where's that at? It's in Bridgeton. Um, you can you can look it up on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Monoplane Recording Studio. Um, definitely really really good. Um, he doesn't master the songs though, but he has a guy who does master them. Mm-hmm. I have my own contact who's Corbin Smith, so I know you and I are both familiar with him. And uh, uh, real quick, look what's in front of you. Look at the uh, interface, right? Like directly in front of you. You recognize that? Isn't that from, is that from Corbin's? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, fucking good old Corbin. Shout yeah, nah, out to Corbin. dude, he's awesome. You know, and then he even told me, he's like, I've seen these songs go from, like, the beginning to the end, and this is wild, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, um, no, yeah, Tyler's definitely really good, and like I said, I didn't want to cut any corners with this one, so I made sure I did everything right. I covered my own tracks. I own 100% of the copyrights. I own 100% of the royalties. You know, I literally did everything by myself. Mm. The only thing I didn't, um, the only thing I can't take credit for is um, oh, what it, the, the second chorus on Sellout. Uh, my friend Nick wrote that part, and he's actually the guest vocalist on there. And Shout then, out to Nick. Yeah, Nick have a last name? Nick Coca. Nick Coca, yeah. shout out. Nick, Nick is a vocals. very wonderful and genuine dude, and I'm very glad that I could work with him. And then um, nice. in the song Beautiful Things, it's the only slow song on the record, um, which is actually my most popular right now. So I'm, I'm like damn near 800 streams, and it's only been out for like three days. On Spotify? Yeah. Nice. So Nice. Um, that Spotify tracks, like when you, when you upload to DistroKid, yeah, they give you a verified Spotify account and then they give you access right away. Right. But do they track like, um, say if someone listens to it in like Chile, Chile, yeah, like yeah I have, I have people in Bangladesh and the Philippines who are listening to my music, people down That's in Mexico. Yeah. Um, it even gives you the city where they're from. Like I, like there's 27 people in Philly who stream my music. There's, That's fucking sick. Yeah, there's 50 people in Bridgeton, you know, oh, okay. and then over in like the Philippines, there's three or four. Something hey, like, shout yeah. out to those three or four people. Yeah, but like, no, and then like you even see it, like it says China and it's like five and I'm like, wait, five people in China? Yeah. You know, yeah. but the the way Spotify works, it's all about the playlist. Yeah, like you, but, like if you can get on a good on playlist, a, right, yeah, because right. it, it goes by streams. Right. But DistroKid will literally track everything for you, and then they give you the verified Spotify account, and then they give you access to Spotify for artists. So you uh, download okay. that app. So it's a separate app. Yeah, okay. it's a separate app, which is it's from Spotify. You download that. You can upload your picture. You can put your bio in and everything like that, and you can actually make your artist page yours. 
you know, and then you can link all your social media to it and your upcoming shows and whatnot. Oh, so, okay. um, that's, it, that's helped me out a lot, but, um, yeah, that's something we're looking into. Uh, I mean, cause we have, we're, I don't like to call the song singles because I mean, it, they're five, it's five songs. So like it's an EP, it's an EP, right? So I don't want to call every release a single, but I do want to, I've been thinking more along the lines of um, of like doing each song having its own being its own thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like its own fucking organism almost. So it's like, all right, yeah, we can go record a full fucking length and you know wait for that to come out and then you know do things for the songs like that, or we could record like five songs at once. You know what I mean? Pick the best one out of that and and make a fucking make a big fucking thing out of that. If that kind of if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, at they, all. it makes sense in my head because yeah. I, well, I'm they if you want to do it that it. way, you can. Um, I would honestly. The only reason I released a record is because I had ten songs. I've been working on these for, for a while, for years. And, yeah. Excuse me. I've been working on these for years, and I'm just like, all right, I'm done with this. I just want to get it out. Get it out, right. You know, so I released it and everything like that. But singles are definitely the way to go. Um, oh, what was I going to say? If you look at, um, I don't know, mo- most of the artists now are just, they're not releasing full-length records anymore. Right. You know, they're just That's doing something. singles. Like, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I love Ronnie Radke. I think Ronnie Radke is a phenomenal musician. The way he writes all his music, even from Escape the Fate to Falling in Reverse, you know. Yeah. And the way he like he's genre bending with rapping what? and rock and roll. And all right, I'm gonna get yeah. real fucking. Uh, all right, I know who that is, but didn't some fucking shit pop up or? I don't know the whole story. Basically, what happened with Ronnie was um, he went to he went to jail for something that I don't think. I think it might have been his fault, but he wasn't the only one to blame, and he got all the blame. Uh-huh. And then he came back out, like, he was kicked out of Escape the Fate. He didn't get any money from that whatsoever, so he released the, the Drug of Me Is You record, and he literally just attacked all of them. Just, like, coming out, exposing them, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, damn, he really talking about Max Green like that. Like, Max, Max Green was a bassist, and Ronnie, they were, like, best friends. Right. You know? And then Craig Mabbitt comes into the picture from, like, Bless the Fall and uh, The Word Alive is where he was. And now he's been Escape the Fate for years. But um, Ronnie has done everything from, like, rapping to metal to rock and roll. And, like, he's, he's a very, very talented musician. But in the past year, he's released three singles. Yeah, man. You know, and See, they're, over, they're over, like, millions of streams everywhere. Like, right. YouTube videos over millions of streams. I think, th- I think his largest one's at, like, 10 million. Right, right. You know, and like they get millions of streams in less than a week. Yeah, like you as know? soon as they release it, it's as soon just... as they re- like the moment they release it, they probably have like five hundred thousand streams. Right. But you know, he like he's been on that for a while, just doing singles, and everything he's dropping is great because you can sit there and you can put all your time and effort into that one song, get it recorded, and then you can release it. And while that's getting the momentum going, you're already recording another one. Exactly. So exactly, and but see with that, okay. So I was the whole premise of that was, and it's not a knock on anything, but it's like because you need songs, like you obviously need songs. So people like when you go out to a show, people like know somewhat of your material. Like you can't just drop a single and then go play ten new songs. They'll just be standing there 
their fucking hands in their pockets and their masks on and Which shit. Which is why I dropped the record. <laughs> Which is why you dropped the record, right. But I'm saying, few, like, in, in, in future, in future, uh, I guess, projects in the distance. In future win by two. Future win by two. <laughs> or just, you know, th- that's what I see trending, at least, is, like, dropping singles mm-hmm. and fucking making that a fucking, like, a huge, like, instead of, like... Like like you said before, like the full length was the big deal, and mm-hmm. not that it's not anymore, but it's just it's trending into it. It's such a weird time, dude. Too. Well, because I mean, dude, everything like back in the day when you and I were like growing up and we were kids, it was all about like actual record sales. Record sales. You know, and that's how you releases. would get your money, and now everything is fucking digital, and you know you're banking off people listening to your song. Right. You know, like you you sell a record for ten dollars. Ten dollars in your pocket. You sell a million records times ten. That's what ten million. I'm not good at math. Don't say yeah. anything. But you know, you that's why sell, we play music. Yeah, you you sell a hundred <laughs> records for ten dollars. You've just made a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah, a thousand dollars. No. Ten, no, it's like uh, ten grand. No. It's definitely ten grand. This is the <laughs> so. It's definitely ten grand. I'm gonna ten times a hundred. No, ten times a hundred is a thousand. Yeah, I'm not ten stupid. Times, it's a thousand. Ten times a hundred. Yeah, yeah ten times a hundred. Right. You're right. Ten times. Ten <laughs> times a hundred. We just verified is a thousand for yes, everyone who yes, didn't know. This is why. Yeah, luckily, well, I mean, doing everything. My, I know normally in like the band, you have someone who's good at promoting. You have someone who's good at writing the songs. You have someone who's got that really steady job and income that's flowing. <laughs> We just verified. Yeah. But yeah, guys, sorry. And then, um, you know, you got one guy who's good with the business aspect of it. You know, when it came down to me, like, I had to do everything. Yeah. You know, I had to get the promotion aspect, the business aspect. I had to front the all my money. I had to uh, write all the music myself. I had to literally sit there and be my worst critic and be like, okay, no, this lyric is good. Like, sorry, not sorry. I changed the lyrics so much because I thought it was too offensive. You know, like, yeah. I, was, I was taking a lot of shots at people, you know, and I like dumbed it down a little bit, but let me ask you this, who, uh, so before the, the record was out before even the first single, sorry, not sorry. was mm-hmm. out. Right. Um, did you run it by any other, you know, musicians or people who had like a, a footprint in the, in the music industry, in the local scene or anything, or did you just fuck it? I'm putting this out type of deal. Um, well, I've been, re- it took me about a year and a half to record and get this record finished. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously the, the studio guy heard the music. Uh, my cousin and my brother heard every song and they were like, this is good. What about this here? And they like had little inputs there. Um, any girl I was dating at the time, I forced them to listen to the music because, you know. <laughs> yeah, cause it's just, your <laughs> it's just like, I look, know. I'm trying to listen to it. I got to get, you know, yeah. Um, if you're going to be with me, you got to get accustomed to this shit. And then, uh, Liam, Liam is hands down my best friend. No offense, but <laughs> oh, I'm taken. <laughs> you're, you're like you're, you're top ten, definitely. Yeah. You're like so if, all right, all top right. Three. If I if we were on MySpace <laughs> right now and you had a top eight, would I make the top eight? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Liam nice. would be one. My brother would be two. My girlfriend would be eight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. My girlfriend would probably be two. My brother would be three. I think you and Clem would be like four and five. We'd be up there. Yeah, four and five. Solid. And then prob- probably John. John would be six, and then my cousin Steve would be seven. I got one more. One more to fill. I'll put Nick up there. Put Nick. Yeah, I'll put Nick up there. Solid. I don't. I don't even know him that well. You don't even know him. He's, we'll he's a cool ass dude. See, you know what you got to do, dude. 
is fucking uh you remember what MySpace where you could like code everything and then like you can make Dude, we were what, fucking 24? 8 years old coding on the internet. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, like you could code like for those of you who don't know what MySpace is um or dude, didn't our Right? Um which isn't even that long ago. It's like 10 years ago, which is fucking crazy. But um because when I graduated high school, MySpace was dead. I graduated in 2010. 2010. Yeah, MySpace yeah. is almost dead. It was like, well, just about, it was yeah. dead. MySpace yeah. is big, like 2000 to like 2005. That was about it. Maybe 2008. 2008, I think, yeah. yeah. 2009 like it, like started, started going down. And like, yeah. Tom was so good to us, and we left him for yo, fucking Yo, we were Zuckerberg. just saying that, dude. Right? <laughs> Bro, literally, yo, that is nuts. We were just saying that last like, night. Like, he didn't censor us. He didn't tell us we couldn't post anything we didn't want to. He's like, if you need help, just message me. And he was yeah. our first friend. Zuckerberg, you gotta friend. follow that guy. Yeah, Tom was man. just like, no, I'm automatically your friend. I'm just, and he even gave yep. you the option to unfriend him. Unfriend him. <laughs> what a guy, dude. And we just shoved him to the curb. By the way, when we both get famous, Tom, on behalf of all former scene kids, we are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for real, man. Dude, oh my god, I can't begin to explain to you the, uh, exp- do you remember the Fuck You Productions? Do you remember the <laughs> rap group that we used to have? So, like, we had some very explicit shit on MySpace, and, uh, mm-hmm. Tom just let it happen. Yeah. Fucking right, dude. I wish I knew, t- what was his last name? Tom Jones? Nah, dude, I don't know Who's Tom's Tom last MySpace? name. Tom MySpace? I have no idea what his last name was, so, but, um. But, alright, so h- how do you... To sum it up into words, how do you fucking do? You, do you find yourself fucking like ever in a? I guess uh, like when you get in like to a writer's block or anything like that. Like, who do you bounce ideas off of, and like, how do you like? How does your approach to writing a song look like? You know. Um, I mean, I don't normally get writer's block when it comes to lyrics. Uh, it's mainly like to the guitar parts because I'll sit there and I'll start jamming something be like, yeah, this is great. This is great. And then I'll be like, I am writing a song that already exists. So is it guitar first or is it lyrics or is it both? Um, the only thing I would get writer block on writer's block, excuse me. The only thing I would get that on is uh, just guitar work. Um, when it came to lyrics, I had 10 songs that I had to work with. Um, I normally write my lyrics on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go to the studio, I'll record the music. And, um, actually that's not even what I'll do. I will actually literally go on like guitar pro and MIDI my songs out like guitar, bass, drums, piano, uh, whatever instruments I want to put in there, I'll put in there. Right. You know, and I'll bounce that down to an audio file and I'll listen to that for like a week straight. I'd be like, okay, this is good here. This is good here. I'm going to add another measure here. I'm going to take away a measure here, but I'm going to add... I'm going to double up the second verse or I'm going to like double up the second chorus. I'll take the bridge out and do this, you know, and then you get like that first cut and like, it's not the same as the finished product. It's nowhere close. So I would start off by midiing it. And when it's midied out, I would start coming up with a melody in my head. Um, so for like, sorry, not sorry. Um, just that beginning part, I was just humming along, um, like that. You yeah, know? And, right, and then the right. words were, I know you love Moscato, do you still drink the bottle? You know, and sick. And I would, you know, and I was just hum a melody to it, and then I would pick a topic and write about it. You know, and then once I would get the melody down, then I would go record the song. Then I would get the song back and take that melody and put, wor- like, lyrics to it. And then I would work with it. And at the, I think I wrote, 
I think it took me like three days to get the lyrics for Sorry Not Sorry down. Like from rough draft to final version. That's pretty fast. I mean, I mean, I was pissed off. I knew exactly what I wanted to say about those people. Uh-huh. You know, and um, the whole entire, like, it's no secret. Like, I, I even say it in closure. Like, I still hate my fucking ex. Man, I wish that bitch were dead. <laughs> <laughs> but like, A uh, lack of better terms, yeah. No, not a lack of better terms. Like, I hope she gets hit by a bus. Seriously. Well, I mean, that's not that's not in the actual song, but no, I mean there is, but like, it's close to it. Well, in like looking back in retrospect, could I've been a little more nice? No, I could have been a lot meaner. Well, it's you who know? you are too, man, and it's like well, you're not you're not selling a lie because that's just straight, and that's what I, that's the feels I get off the fucking record. Is like, like I'm not deep with my lyrics, I just say what I gotta say. There's no there's no like. I'm not trying to be um, subs like subconscious and not fucking even subconscious. What's the word I'm looking like? Tom's a lot subliminal messages, fucking um, yeah, subliminal. I guess um, I can't think of the word, but when I write something, you know, like if it's a diss song, I want you to know it's about you. You know, like hey, like this is about you. But um, the the first part of sorry not sorry, just that really small part before I start rapping is about my ex. You know, I go oh, on to, man. Yeah, I go on to say, like, I know you love Moscato. Do you still drink the bottle every single night when you're home alone? Where'd the rapping come from, dude? Um, I got really drunk at a bar, and someone was like, you can't rap. And I started rapping, and they're like, you should rap as a musician. Because there's fucking... There's two songs. Two, right? Yeah, yeah. There's two songs where I rap. There's two songs. On the new record, on the the other songs I recorded, there's about three or four of them. So there, there's like, out of 20 songs, there's like, what, five, like or, five six. or six? Yeah. So you get drunk at a bar randomly, and you well, just start I was at Casey's out. in uh um oh my goodness where is it? Uh, it's, it's Casey's right outside of Philly, and uh, yeah, his could, name's Shaggy. We could look it up. Hold yeah, on. I'll go to it. Good. K- Casey's is a great bar, by the way. I love it. But um, shout out to Casey's. Yeah, I was there with uh with my friend Danny, my brother Bobby, and um this kid Shaggy. And uh, we were, like, going back and forth, talking about the old emo music, and I started rapping to one of the songs. He's like, um, where is it? Drexel Hill? Ridley Park. Ridley Park? Yeah, that's it right there. Casey's in Ridley Park. That's it. So it would be, I think... Yeah, it's right over the Commodore Barry Bridge. That's it right there. Right, this one? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So you're at this bar. I'm at this bar, and um, I start rapping along to one of the songs, and... um, and then, like, we start doing a rap battle with a couple random people who were there. And then Shaggy comes up. He's like, dude, you should totally rap. I'm like, okay. Hmm. You know, because at that point, I had, you know, I had told him. I was like, hey, like, I'm writing music and everything. He's like, you should rap. I was like, well, I don't know what to rap about. He's like, well, I know your ex and everyone knows her and she's kind of a bitch. So why don't you rap about her? I was like, or I don't want to give her that much attention. I can, <laughs> I can rap about the shitty friendships I had. Right. So the whole first part of that song is just about my ex, you know. Um, like the whole drunk texting when you miss me, saying that you miss me when you're drunk texting, which was me picking up the calls. And I go on to say, like, we both know that you need help, but you're ref- you refuse to help yourself. Save your breath. I don't want to hear it. You know, then I go literally and, verbatim. Yeah, and then I go into that chorus like, when I say I do, when I say I do, like I wanted to marry her. Like right. I do is like that yeah. big thing. Like no, when I say I do, regret that we have a past. Like I'm not sorry. Ah, uh, okay, I see. You know, I see. But um, and then the second verse. I think I had. I think at the point I wrote that song, I was just over my ex. I didn't want to say anything anymore. I had just come to terms with everything that happened, and I wasn't mad anymore. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like pissed off or angry. I was just a numb to it, I guess. Right. And then I was like, well, I have a lot of people who like friends, you know, who like I needed them and they weren't there and they kind of screwed me over. I was like, I'll just go with that. 
Yeah. You know, so I just closed my eyes and I just started saying just words to the to like the beat of the song. I was trying to sit in that pocket. You know, I even asked a couple different rappers. I'm like, how do you, you know, how do you find the flow? And they're like, you just feel it. Yeah. So I started going in it like that. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this, you know, but I've gotten a lot of positive reviews from that. Like, sorry, not sorry. Like, I was not expecting you to start rapping. rapping like, you're the yeah. whitest dude alive. Yeah, dude. That's, dude. <laughs> like, Missionary is my go-to, man. Like, what's up? <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. Because you are literally, if uh, this, you know, from a little glimpse of this interview, um, but just me knowing you, you are probably the whitest person <laughs> that I know. Um <laughs> But no, dude, fucking, that's sick, man. I, mean, I, wanted, I wanted to challenge myself, you know? I was yeah. like, he told me to rap. I, you know, if I got one person saying I could do it, there's bound to be like six other people who think I can do it, so I might as well. Might as well. But, you know, you're already like, like I said, you're already kind of in uncharted territories of coming out on a solo release, so, yeah. you know, why not try this, too? You know, it doesn't, it, in my eyes, bro, if it sounds good, if you're happy with the product, and fucking... You know, why close a fucking a door and be like, oh, I don't even want to fucking go that route because of what? Because of why? Yeah, it's either because well, you're not good or because of what you hear. Well, no, all the people today, like back in the day, you had to stick in your genre. And you, right, right. You know, yeah. like you had to stick in your genre if you veered from it. Your music was horrible or whatever. Or you're but se- like, you sold out or yeah, whatever. But no, look. The whole fucking thing. Like, and I'm not, like, I'm not saying I'm super talented, but, like, if you look at it this way, like, it takes talent to take a song from, like, rapping to rock and roll and then back to rapping and then into heavy metal and then a fucking breakdown with some shreddy shred solo. You know, you put all that together. It is challenging. That takes a lot of talent. it is challenging. You know? I've tried it. It's hard. I mean, dude, Sorry Not, like, the version of Sorry Not Sorry you're hearing is not what the original one was. Like, I ran that, but, like, I... In the, earlier in the interview, I told you the people I ran it by, like, nah, yeah. that's not working, that's not working. And then right. I got brought the final product, and they're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But... Is that final little fucking cherry on top, too. Yeah. Because yeah. then, um, right, right, um, I don't know, because I think I've only seen the video part of it, where that match, the match uh, yeah. effect, right? Yeah. And then you start coming in with some bars, right? No, the match effect is at the end of the rap. And then I just go oh, and then that's when you come in with the fucking with the, hammer with the full band. With the full yeah. band. That okay. match is a stab to a song called "The Call Out." Remember my metal song I wrote? Oh. you know, it's like I, I don't remember burn the this name. bridge, but it looks like you already did. You struck the match and poured the gasoline. Think before you choose. Uh, and yeah, then right yeah. before it kicks in, I was like, um, "This time I found a way." I to say what I really need to say, I really hope that you can see I burnt the bridge between you and me. Right. And then I strike that match. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then it explodes. And I'm like, there's so many puns in there. Did you light a real match or did you fuck? No, was that that's, a, that's just a... That's a VST that's a, that's a MIDI effect. That's a digital effect. Um, in but, the music video, uh, the guy... What, what are the puns? Me. All right. Uh, if we're going to do the pun... What are the puns? I'm sorry, not sorry was a movies like Juno song. It was a movie like, like a release movies like Juno song. Yeah, it, we released it. It's on YouTube. It's called Sorry Not Sorry. So okay. So yeah, that de- the the song deals with a person from that band. Okay. Uh, and then um, so that would be the first pun is Sorry Not Sorry in that chorus, and then I don't think you really listen. It's just last chorus. You're you fucking crazy for me acting like a rabid dog or turn into your vomit, switch it up and run from it, never make it. Decide. Teeth, pretend it's not your own. Lying through your teeth is a pun, because I use that in the call out. 
Um, you still don't know where I come from. It's not talking shit if I can back it up. Take a step back and then you'll see I speak the truth about you and me is a lyric from a call out. Okay. And then, um, but your vision's too narrow is a, is a pun. It's literally, there's a band called Narrow Vision. Uh, so, yes, the song local? is about, I'm addressing the guy. The song's, yes, the uh, song's about you. You're a piece of shit. Just uh, saying. Shots fired left yeah. and right, yo. Well, no, your vision's too narrow. So right. the, there's a band called Narrow Vision. They're a metal band. I used to be really, 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 really good friends with one of the guys in the band. Uh-huh. And um, he turned around and stabbed me in the back. Like, I needed him in, like, a really dark time in my life. And he's like, fuck you, you little bitch. And I was like, really, man? And he's like, yeah, oh, like, you man. suck. I'm like, I've done nothing but good things for you. He's like, well, I didn't ask you to. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. how you feel. Okay. Yeah. You know, but your vision's yeah. too narrow, you're just too shallow. Complain about depression and fuck for a follow. I'm just addressing what he does in life. Um, <laughs> um. Uh, get your head on straight, start taking some of the blame. I called you out once before. I'm not calling no more. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm not holding punches, coming out swinging, handing out concussions. Think that I've done because of you is still burning up. Pun. You, you can never listen up. Pun. <laughs> you can never take my side, even when I needed you all of. I have a song called "Those Nights," even when I needed you all of those nights. Wow. So, like, <laughs> I'm not address. Like, I I told you in Columbus no, show yeah, the song's yeah, yeah. not about you. It's more or less about the other people yeah. why it failed. Right. You know, but um, I need you all those nights. And then, not a chance is a movies like Juno song. That my heart's on the line is a movies like Juno song. I'm done with this. I'm fucking ending it tonight. <laughs> Damn, dude. And then this time I found a way is a movies like Juno song as well. Wow. So, so you got th- like five song titles in there, a couple yeah. song or maybe more than that actually. Yeah, I I I use like they're not recycled lyrics. They're more like, no. hey, like I wrote a song about you and now at the end of it right before everything kicks in, I'm like I'm burning the bridge between you and me. There is no rectifying this relationship. Like you all are dead to me. I wanted to ask you on the one song um God damn it. Uh, it's fucking on YouTube. Um, Kelsey? It might be Kelsey. Or is it 60 Years? It's, no, 60 Years, I, I, really, I really fucking like that it's song. It's my grandparents. 60 Years Married. God bless them. No, it's... Um, <laughs> dude, there's a song... Someone Screams. I don't know. It sounds oh, like Oh, that's you. me. It's you, right? Yeah, it's just a memory. It's about my dad, yeah. That, so how the fuck... So now you're singing and now you're fucking screaming? Like... Well, I, I've al- I've always been able to scream like I, I did write a full metal record before, you know. You did yeah, it's all in Bandcamp, but uh, I'm not, I don't want to give it attention. But um, yeah, so I'm not gonna say anything about it. But um, like I've always been able to scream and everything like that. It's just it's just know. actually doing it. I, yeah, I was really like, like I think just the memory is the song that hurt me the most, you know, because like my dad literally lives a block away from me and he doesn't bother to reach out. Yeah. You know, like he chooses alcohol and drugs and women over me. And I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, really? And then he's got the audacity to message me and be like, do I get a record for free? No, you don't. (laughs) You will pay $10 like everybody else. Like everyone else. But I'm your dad. No, you're not my dad. Your name is Mitch and you're a human. That's it. Yeah. You know, you're not my dad. You were never there. My stepdad has done way more for me than you have in 27 years. Yeah. You know, and I've known my stepdad seven years. (laughs) Yeah. So. It's crazy, man. The shit, it shit goes really deep, dude. I'm yeah. really fucking. Well, there's only three songs on the record that are deep. Just the memory, sorry, not sorry, and closure. Everything else is just love songs. Yeah, but the the way I mean, at least the way I interpret them is, 
it's not just like surface level fucking like subliminal fucking love songs. It's like it gets to the point of what you're actually feeling, which brings me back to the point where it's like pretty dope that you're able to one comfortable enough doing that and two fucking um you know you're not holding back anything you know what i mean it's like it is what it is and this is what i got and i'm gonna fucking stand behind it which i fucking admire and i think that's fucking dope yeah thank you i appreciate that yeah man of Um, course i wouldn't fucking say it if i didn't mean it you know (laughs) i would tell you mitch nah bro you are garbage <laughs> yeah let's, well, well let's Mitch is trash yes Mitch is, uh, uh, that's the reason I use the Landon, so Landon Axel yeah so where where does Landon Axel like how do you fucking flip a coin and like land on fucking Landon Axel um well I've always wanted to be a dad and I've always loved the name Landon so but I've also looked at it from the point of this way I don't want my dad having any ties to my success I don't want to use my name I'm a junior you know, it's not that I'm ashamed of my name. It's my name. I'm going to wear it proud. It's just right. I don't want him going around being like, oh, that's my son. He's named after me. No, I'm not using your name to actually make a name for myself. I'm literally going to make something up and make that. Right, right. You know, but when it came to like, I don't have any kids, but when I have kids, like, um, I really, really, really want to name him Landon. And, um, all of them? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Mitch is going to have six no, kids, no, I want six five, Landons. Actually. I want five kids. All Landons. Three boys and two girls. Uh, the oldest would be um, Landon Robert. Okay. Yeah, Landon Robert, and then. Wait, are you seriously naming them all Landon? No. Oh. Okay. No, Landon so Robert. So the Le- youngest would be Landon. No, the oldest. The oldest would be. But Landon. the firstborn. The firstborn so, yeah, would the be Landon. Yeah. Landon. Okay. The the my two girls would be Ava. And because I love a diehard Tom DeLonge fan, I'm sorry. His yeah. daughter's name is Ava. Angels and Airwaves. I have to. Yeah. Um. Also, Landon is Travis Barker's middle name. It is. So, Travis Landon Barker and his kids Landon, too. And I, just, I, don't, I don't know why. That name just resonates with me. And I'm like, I like this name a lot. Yeah. You know, and every girl I talk to, they're like, oh, that's a beautiful name. I'm like, yeah. So, where does Axel come from? Like, is it a car fucking part? or of the most sarcastic, cockiest musician out there. And Axel Rose is the first one. Hey. So, I was like, he's an asshole. He's a successful asshole. So, Axel. Yeah. That's sick, man. <laughs> so, that's where it was going to be Landon Asher. But nah, that's, I don't a, like that's that. the name of Travis Barker's kid. And I was yeah. like, I'm not using. Because when I, when I like sign stuff, it's L A. Right. It's a cursive L, and then the A goes a, up through yeah. it, and that little loop on the L crosses the A. Well, you could do that with Landon Asher, but I mean. Well, yeah, that's what I want. I wanted to keep the A. And actually, my friend uh, Carly brought up the Axel name to me. Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, you can be like Axl Rose. He's a cocky musician." I was like, "Oh yeah, that could totally work." <laughs> so yeah, dude. I, yeah, I I I definitely like land. I mean, obviously you're gonna stick with it, but I, I mean, it's copyrighted. Like, I own it. Yeah, so <laughs> I definitely like the Axel Landon Axel um, better than Landon Asher. It just sounds uh, one. It brings up Asher Roth. You remember him? No, I have no idea who he is. Must you know, not have been that important. He had that song. It's it was like a rap song and. Uh, Ah, what the fuck was it called? Like college, I think. Um, I have no idea, man. If you heard it, you would recognize it. But I think of that, and then I it just it's not a good play on words. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But um, I just did it out of respect for Travis Barker and like the well, the whole the Blink One Eighty Two fans. Yeah. You know, they sit there and be like, "Oh, this guy's name's Landon Asher." You can clearly see he's inspired by oh, Blink. Well, you just, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm yeah, not gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'll take the I'll take the Landon part. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely do that, but I'm not going to use his actual name. <laughs> right, right. 
But, I mean, um, it's it's one thing that I yeah. mean you. Uh, I don't know, man. I I've always had we've had this running joke forever that you're fucking like Tom DeLonge Jr. <laughs> like seriously, yeah, from funny. from the way you play and I don't know. It's it's, it's funny. I'll I'll yeah, call dude, you. I even got back problems now. So. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh well, boy. No, like, it's coming into fruition. To to sum it all up, I wanted to make a name for myself. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I just made up a name. Sick man. So so all right. Um, and plus, I don't really think. Hey, Mitchell McLaughlin's playing tonight. That's just too long. Just not yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you double M'd it, like yo, double M's playing. Well, if you look, if you look at where all the copyrights go to, it goes to the record label that is MRMC, which is Mitchell Robert McLaughlin. Oh no shit. Yeah, if you look well, it up on Spotify or stuff, it literally says MRMC, MRMC. under it. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I mean, my name, my real name is still in there. Like all the copyrights go to. Mitchell Robert you, McLaughlin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mitchell Robert McLaughlin Jr. Jr. But um, yeah. all the copyrights go to me. I own the copyright to Landon Axel. So if anyone were to release music under Landon Axel, would be like, hey, that's my name. You can't do that. Right. So, and the same thing like with um with all my music, if it's played anywhere without my permission and they make money off of it, it gets a copyright flag and I get all the money. Right. Right. So, which I know sounds horrible, but you gotta I, do I, what I gotta you gotta make do. Money somehow. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, and and you gotta. Got to collect them royalties, dog. Yeah. Got to collect them royalties. Yeah. Um, Get a front so much money. You know? Yeah. And then you got to sit there and like pray to God it pays off. Well, so. I mean, yeah, you, you could you could pray to God or you could pray to Buddha. You could pray to whoever. But at the end of the day, to me, yes, that you know, that is one thing is like wishful and praying and all that, you know, speaking into existence and all that. But like... 85, 90% of it is work ethic, right? So, we're I mean, talking. You can have a good work ethic. I think it's like a lot of luck in the music scene. Like, right? Luck, to, yeah. Like, I mean, dude, look at where Danny was. Yeah. And then he gives us a call, be like, yo, I got us a record deal. Right. Huh? Just right place, right, right time. Right place, right yeah. time. It, it was even the wrong place, but it was still the right place. Yeah. You know, right place, right time. And then, you know, um, like, I've opened for Young the Giant before. I played Warp Tour before. Right place, right time. Yeah. You know, it's like, you gotta, I don't know, it's, it's, it sucks, but it's all about who you know. Yeah. You know, luckily, you and I have those connections to Amedio still, so we could probably still reach out to him. Yeah. So, I, I know mean, Moya's been, like, commenting on everything. Yeah. So, I love her. She's great. Yeah, she's awesome. She's still, uh, she's still, uh, a boss. Um, I, I, I don't know what Amedio's doing, though. Yeah, I mean, that would I be he, interesting. I think he actually move back home. From... Where is he at? I think he's. I think he's from Puerto Rico, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he's in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know if he's still in Jersey though. I think he might have moved. Oh, you're saying you you think he moved back home? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, that might be the case. I have no idea. Yeah. That was uh yeah that was, that was crazy uh well, moment in time. Dave Ivory. Dave Ivory, yeah, dude. That's yeah, which is one. where Mitchie Tones came from. <laughs> Why is that what he called you? Yeah. I walked in, he's like, you're the tone master. You're Mitchie Tones. And I'm like, why? Oh, he's man. like, because you just have a good, solid tone coming out of your guitar. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to Dave Ivory, fucking that guy. Um, yeah, so, how is this whole fucking pandemic? Like, has it altered your fucking, like, your, I guess, destination, your path? Like, whatever you want to say. Has it altered it? Or have you been kind of, like, right on schedule? Of no, it has altered it drastically. How so? I'm saving money. I'm not spending money on pointless bullcrap anymore. Um, I actually have a really good girl who doesn't like to, you know, get shit-faced and party or who's super psychotic and controlling. 
you know, I'm closer with my family and my brother now. You know, I appreciate my job. You know, like it's done a lot of good. Right. You know, and um, almost out of debt. <clears throat> thank God. So that's like, always a bonus. Like when I when I financed my record, I paid cash. I didn't put it on credit cards or anything like that. I just saved up my money and paid it. Right. Uh, my car's almost paid off. Uh, all my credit cards are almost paid off. Um, I have one more loan. I think altogether I have like seven grand left, and six of it's my car. So that's on like a more a like a life sense, but like how has it affected you? Like what were your plans? I guess I I used the marker March fourteenth because that's. That's the when we played our show, but like literally, like the next day, because we played a show that Saturday, and then like it was either the next day or the day after, or yeah, it might put that lockdown on, and then that was when the lockdown happened. Mm-hmm. So like on a music sense, like what plans did you have then, and then how did it change it to now? You know what I mean? Well, I was gonna go out and play shows and um, like open mics and shit. Like a lot of like yeah, I was doing a lot of open mics before that, like almost one every Friday. Okay. But um, I would play shows. I would do open mics. I was trying to get in contact with Brad and Jerry. How were how was people like receiving the music then? Well, it was mainly a bunch of older people, and the open mic was only three songs per person. So I would uh, go okay. there most okay. most of the time. I would play Kelsey in those nights, and then I would play my newest song, which is Screw You, um, which did not make the record because it's not recorded. I was gonna say yet. that's not out. No, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's yeah, a good one. you'll you'll hear it come August eighth. But, um, Are you playing that fucking for uh, the show? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's my last song. That's sick. Um, no covers this time. Uh, all originals, because I, I have 20 originals. Yeah. So, but the songs I'm going to do is Those Nights, Kelsey, um, Sell Out, Try My Luck, Never Let You Go, Just a Memory, and Screw You. So you're doing, what was that, seven? Yeah. Six? Seven? Six songs off my record and one that's not on. One, okay. So uh, I'll be doing all that, but... As for the pandemic affecting me, like, mentally and coming musician-wise, I'm glad it happened because I wasn't ready to actually get out there in the shows. My record wasn't done. My songs weren't down pat. So I didn't want to play music for people that wasn't finished yet. Right. So now that my record's finished, this is the structure of the songs. This is how they're going. They're not changing. Right. So now I have something like, hey, like, with the, the, the members of my band who are helping me perform, like, hey, here's the songs. Listen to them there, you know. And then learn your parts. You right. know, I'll send them the tabs. I'll send them the sheet music and everything like that. And then they'll learn it like that. But on the up and up, like that's a win-win for me because they have to stream it off a streaming service. Right, right. So it counts as streams toward... Excuse me. You're good. Sorry, locked y'all a little bit. Um, but it counts as streams Smoking toward... Smoking crack. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> LOL, JK. But first of all, I've never done crack. Oh, boy. You're, you're in for a hell of a night then. I've done poker before. Nah, I'm just kidding. I don't have a problem saying that, but no. Nah, fuck it. I mean, dude, I fucking there's a plethora of drugs. Trust me, I've fucking yeah. dove into. But I don't. I don't want to get in that conversation though. Yeah, that's um, a uh, different rabbit hole for a different day for a yeah. different subject. But yeah, yeah no, so no need to, no need to talk about it. We're we're growing up. We've learned our lessons. Lockjaw. Yeah. Learn about it. Google well, no, it. No, dude, Google I it. I don't know what it is. I got my wisdom tooth pulled, and apparently it fucked up the bone in my jaw. Ah, uh, man. So like, if I move my jaw the wrong way, it like. Ah. Uh, like, uh, my mouth will literally go like this. I have to. How are you going to cope with that on stage? Uh, say, it also, well, I mean, it also goes to the point where, like, I haven't drank any water today. It's just been a lot of... Do you want a water? I mean, if you have one, that would be great. Yeah, man. I'm just going to have to uh, fucking get up for a second. No, you're, you're good. You I, can sure? get, I can get one later. Yeah, I'm fine. 
I had a, I had a water bottle on the way over here. I haven't drank that much water today. It's mainly been like iced tea and beer. I don't want my guests being thirsty. No, I'm I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm good. So I'm looking around to see if I have any water no, handy. No, really, I'm good. I promise. So um, well, you heard it. He's good. I yeah, offer. I said it on here. If I die, it's not his fault. I take full responsibility. So but anyhow, as so for the, the pandemic affecting yeah. affectingly affecting me mentally, it's been a good thing. Um, I've been alone with my thoughts. I've been able to address some of the demons in my past, and I've been able to confront them and like take my power back. Be like, you are not in control. I am. I've been able to, you know, rectify some friendships that have like you know been burnt down or like I've ignored them or something like that. I've made new friends throughout this. You know, like I I got to know who my next neighbor was and everything like that. He's become a real good friend of mine. That's a so, big thing. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's been all positive for me. There really hasn't been any negative coming out of this. So, like, and that, that's just my story. But uh, I know there's other people who are struggling to pay their rent because they're out of work because, yeah. you know, not essential employees, you know, but... Yeah, it's tough, dude. Yeah, like, my, my heart goes out to them, and... How do you feel about, uh, I don't know if you've seen, but July 2nd, I believe, um, like, indoor nightclubs and, yeah, and a bunch of other shit. I'm okay with parks, that. 25% capacity. Yeah, well, no, it's supposed to go up to 50 50? Yeah, 50%. It's 25% now. Like, oh, is my it? girlfriend and I were out, like, mini-golfing inside yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, we were out mini-golfing inside? inside. Yeah, there was a decent amount of people there, too. I was golfing the other day, fucking, but it was outside. But I, you could, I think you were able to golf through this whole thing, I'm pretty sure. Like, well, this whole thing, I mean, you weren't allowed to, like, mini-golf, but you could go real golfing. Real, that's what I'm saying, you know, But course. we went mini-golfing. We were at the beach literally yesterday. And there was people walking by us. We were, like, face-to-face with people having a conversation and everything. Right. Then again, like, I've already had COVID, so. Oh, yeah. yeah I had it back in February. It was Confirmed? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah? So, like, it wasn't as bad as the media makes it out to be. Uh-huh. Um, mind you, it only affects older people. Well, I mean, it only, it's more devastating on older people it's more, than younger yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. But, basically for me. Um, well, it's weird, because it affects everyone differently. Yeah. Because it, it could affect you. Like, you could brush it right the fuck off, or... Well, no, I was incapacitated for two weeks. Well, the, like, see, that's I, what I'm saying. I could not move. And then there's other people who fucking brush it right off. Yeah. So it's a, tr- it's a tricky thing. It's a, it's a fucking double-edged sword. Yeah. Obviously, with more testing, you're going to find more cases. That's just a, a given. But, um... Well, yeah, but people are blowing this out of proportion. Like, you have... Like, we were talking before this whole thing started. Like, there, there's almost a 90% chance you're not going to die. You're going to recover. You know, yes, there's that 10%. But here's the thing. Fact check that. But good. Yeah, I, good. It's something like that. You can fact check that. But more Just people I don't die, give out more people die from the flu. You know, and everyone's like freaking out about this. And you're like, oh no, this kid is like a conspiracy theorist. He probably likes no. Donald Trump. Well, first of all, you know nothing about me. But there's been a lot of deaths yeah. from coronavirus, but you got to compare it right. to um, um, look at the, more, look at the uh, fatality rate of coronavirus. That's what you want to Google. Fatality rate? Yeah, fatality rate. But, um, like, don't get me wrong, social distancing, like, yes. Like, I'm not denying that's not a real thing. It's obviously a real thing. I tested positive for it. I did have it. I had a, what was it, 105 fever? Oh, boy, you're like two degrees from burning your brains out. Yeah, I had the aches, the pains, the upset stomach. I had the headache, you know, the back aches. I couldn't get out of bed. I was so dehydrated, and I couldn't breathe. Seriously, this is this is in our county right here. Um, there's been, I see. This is what. Wait, all right, here we go. United States. All right, so I guess these are the cases: two point one f- or two million, like two and a half million people yeah, confirmed, confirmed cases. 
770,000 people recovered, and there's been 120,000 deaths, 127,000 deaths. Um, this is saying plus 64, so I guess this is just new data that's come in. There's been 40,000 new confirmed cases, and this is what, uh, as you of... You can even look, go, go down a little more. Look this is worldwide. 5.68 million, 4.88 million recovered, and only 490,000 died. Like don't yeah. get me wrong, that's a that's a, that's lot, a lot of people. people dying. Yeah, you know, but people are like more people die from the flu every year. Oh yeah, you know 100%. more people like oh. you got to sit there and you got to look at it like this. Like okay, wear a mask, stay six feet away. If you feel sick, stay home. Right. Don't be an idiot. You know, but also at the um, at the end of the day, you know, I stayed home for two weeks. I there was no medicine I could take. Yourself. Yeah, I self quarantined myself. I called oh. out of work for two weeks. I literally couldn't like I had to call out of jury duty. Like, I call them, I'm like, I literally can't get out of bed, I'm sorry, you know, but, um, thank God that we, they rescheduled and everything, which was wonderful, but, How the um, fuck did we even get on this topic? I don't know, man, it came up, we, oh, you asked me how it affected me or something like you. that, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. it like, I'm trying to think how when, we got here. When you had that March <laughs> show, I was oh, still in recovery, yeah. I was not, like, I was healed, like, I wasn't contagious anymore, but my body was so weak, I think the worst part about it was not being able to breathe. You know, I would sit there like. And it feels I'd be, like you're suffocating. That's what. Um. People... No, it felt like my lungs. Like you can't breathe. Well, no, not that I couldn't get air in, but I couldn't get air out. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. I was like, and like I couldn't exhale, and then I'd be, like it felt like I had a deep breath, and that's it. Like it was like this, but I wanted to breathe more, but I couldn't get more in because my lungs felt full, and I right. guess that's from like all the mucus and everything that built up in there. But, you know, hmm. do what they say. Seriously, wash your hands, sanitize your hands, wear a mask, stay six feet apart, and you're going to be okay. So, I mean, but this brings me back. Uh, so, the, I guess, really, this kind of brings me back uh, to, so we're playing, all right, so we're playing August 8th. We're playing the same show. Yeah. Um, it's the 11th annual Elephant Talk Music Festival in May's Landing. Um, yeah, shout out to Jerry Ryan for putting that together. You are yeah. a solid dude. Yeah, so. absolutely, for doing that. Always a good time with him. There's been a bunch of other. Uh, there's been some other shows, but I mean, I feel like this one could really set the bar for future uh, shows. What's to come? But so, but this kind of brings me back to my question: is like, so we're playing indoors, right? And there's a lot of people that you know aren't taking. It's seriously, they, they think it's a hoax or, or whatever have you. So it's like, you yeah. know, is playing indoors the best thing or is well, outdoors I'll put it to you where this you want to go? I don't think it's a hoax. Like, it's obviously real. People are, are dying from this. Which I agree with. You know, yes. it is real. 100%. However, is it as bad as the media is portraying it to be? No. It's just clicks. You just want clicks. You know yeah, what I mean? The, I mean, for the most part, but... It's crazy, bro. Now, all right, so hold on. We can go down the rabbit hole. If we you can want. go. All right, so look, it's an election year. It's twenty twenty. All right, I'm people don't want up. Donald Trump in office. I'm you know, people want one. Biden in office. People don't want Biden in office. They, they, it's an election year. Yep. Okay, so they're gonna sit there and they're gonna blow everything out of proportion. Right. You know, like the with the with the whole coronavirus thing. They're sitting there and they are drilling. They are like the media every single day. We're not announcing how many people recovered. We're only announcing how many people have died. And how many people have talked about like what you could do to give yourself a better chance to get like from getting it. Like, yeah, no, the media doesn't really do that. They're just like wear a mask and wash your hands. They don't tell you like, Hey, do the actual six feet apart. Like do actually like, if you don't need to go out, don't go out. 
Like, stay home. You know, you have plenty of delivery services who are out there to aid you. Uber Eats did not shut down. Neither did DoorDash. Okay, my company was doing house deliveries. J. Ambrosi in uh, Thoroughfare was doing house deliveries for produce. You know, Walmart was even delivering. ShopRite was Amazon too. too, I think. Amazon yeah. was on there as well, delivering toilet paper. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know, but you got people blowing this all out of proportion, and then they're going to turn around and blame it on Trump. And I'm not saying what party I'm for, because I'm not trying to burn that bridge here. Yeah. But... Like, people want Trump out of office because he's a jackass, okay? Yeah, he's an asshole. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You know? But then... He just doesn't have a filter. That's oh, his dude, fucking Dude, someone needs to take his phone away. Seriously. Yeah, the tweets, like, don't man. get me wrong. Some of it's comical. It like, he called Kim Jong-un Rocket Man, and I was like, stop. Well, see, a lot of it, too, man, I, <laughs> for me, stepping back and, like, taking, a, like, a good look at it, like... Trump has he's he's a businessman at the end of the day turned celebrity. You know what I mean? So like yeah. he's how old? 70 something years old and I have no idea how old he is. So he's he's up there though, is what I'm saying. So you're not going to change somebody. You know what I mean? Just because there's an outlash of fucking people saying, "Oh, you got to conform to this and you got to conform to the, you know, Trump, you got to just do right. how we want." You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, the dude's not going to change. He is who he is. You know, you're either for him or against him. I I won't go there either of who I, uh, you know, who I personally fucking... Well, no, that's fine. I mean? Because, look, you look at it this way. This is what, you know, I'm, people are going to hate me for this, but this is what makes America great. Like, actually makes us great. I have the right to say I want to kill Donald Trump and nobody can do anything about it. You go to England say you want to kill the Queen, you're going to jail. Yeah. All right, you go to Africa and say that about the leader there, you're going to jail. God forbid you're in Korea and say that. North. North Korea. South yeah. Korea is pretty cool. But, like, you go to China, nope. Well, like, yeah, China they... is so strict, you can't have more than one kid. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Well, like, the it's... United States is awesome to the point where you can say what you want without fear of repercussions. Right. Now, don't get me wrong, you get people out there saying some stupid stuff, and I'm like, you're an idiot, but it's your right. But I want to punch you in the face. And that's dude, and that's you know you get these white supremacists out there saying free speech. No, you're a jackass. You deserve to get punched in the face. But free speech. Yeah, you know, it's, like that's it's like, dicey. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's stupid. But you also got to look at it from the point of like this. Like you can't even like um, uh, some places uh, in in the world you can't go and talk about you know what would be considered hot topics here. Like you can't, oh, yeah. you can't talk about if you're against the ruler. You can't talk about if you're for abortion or against abortion. You know, you can't go there and you know you can't you you literally your speech is censored throughout the world. The United right. Space is United Space. The United Space. Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> Yo, Elon have Musk, you seen hashtag. fucking uh, on your phone? Right. What what sir? Do you have Apple or? or I have, yeah, I have an iPhone. You have an iPhone. Yeah. What am I looking at here? So if you go to your fucking settings. Okay, let's see this. Where are we going? Another you, rabbit hole. You're going to settings, right? Uh -huh. And then I believe it's under health, on Apple. You have like settings, and then there's a health fucking thing. Yeah. Click that. Okay. And do you see anything that's out of the ordinary? Notifications, Syrian search, health profile, medical ID, and data data access and devices. Um, I also have the health app turned off. You have that off? Yeah, it's not on. I don't. Well, I mean, from what I know, dude, I didn't think mine. Um, <laughs> I didn't think mine was on either. But if I go to my settings, Google, right? Go to settings. Uh, wait. Go to Google. Hold on. It has my. 
birthday and my age and what I'm allergic to, how much I weigh and my height? What? So that's just, that's a scratch of it, dude. Wait, 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 what? That's not even what I'm, it's <laughs> not even what I'm referring to, but yeah. But look, ready? Check this out. So I'm on Google. Um, oh, I'm a little weirded out now. Okay. First thing that pops up, I don't know if you could see that, but it says COVID-19 exposure notifications. So then what you do is you oh, click Oh, I it. mean, I get, I get push notifications like that from Apple themselves, but they well, tell me who like... They tell me, like, people in my area. Who, like, who's yeah. had it and who's been, if you're in contact. Uh-huh. That This is the only thing that I'm kind of fucking weary about is them fucking wanting to enforce something fucking like this, like they're doing. And once you get, like, a little bit of that control, it's, like, hard to give that up. That's the only thing I'm fucking a little worried about other than I that. I mean, I think the mess is six feet apart and, like, I think the curfew is bullshit. What is it gonna go away at night? No, it's not. It's still gonna be there. It's I think there the curfew is bullshit. But the, yeah, the all mask day, yeah. and the social distancing. I'm okay with that. That's fine. But like, you can't tell a business to close down. You know, you can't. Yeah, you dude. can't force them. Like, you gotta close at eight. Does it not come out at night? Like, I understand. Like, we're trying to get people to stay away. You know, and we're trying to get people to like avoid each other. You know, but like. Right now, what's wrong with what we're doing right now? The outside dining, wonderful idea, great idea. You know, like I was able to go out and eat with my girlfriend today. You know, we were able to yeah. go sit outside on the river and enjoy lunch. I was able is... to get it. So from the last podcast I did. Yeah, I haven't cut my hair yet. I was able to get a haircut. Oh. No, my hair is like. Yeah, it's that's getting... pretty bizarre. Wait, where did... there's the camera. It's, get... it's getting up there. Yeah. And like the sides, like this this little fin in the back. Like oh, I get this. The fin too. I can't stay on this stand. <laughs> I can't stand the little fin in the back. Tongue twisting. Uh, a little bit. But um yeah, yeah enough, I don't even know how we, about politics. Uh, yeah, I don't know how we got down I don't this know. rabbit just, hole. We're just bullshit. I mean, dude, I haven't seen you in I a guess while. It's so because we... yeah, I haven't seen you, but it <laughs> a lot to do with it, bro, because it, it just raises the question because like primarily like I like to tackle on this show is a lot of fucking um, where local artists are and uh-huh. where just people in the area, where they're at. You know, well, you also at the watering hole, um, uh, the inside stage. Yeah. I played there before. It's not that big. It can get packed in there. However, they have multiple doors along it that the doors can open and there's uh, just beams. Yeah. There's just beams. Okay. So you're able to like walk in and out of any door you want. They will probably have the seats put away and the stage is all the way in the back corner. Like you're good. Okay. Like, I, yeah, you're going to be fine. And then I was even talking to Jerry and he's like, we're going to have, you know, instead of, you know, 10 minutes between each set, we're going to have 20 minutes just to go to up and disinfect all the mics, disinfect the stands, right. allow the bands to get off and sanitize their hands, let the new ones come up there and everything. So, and I think that's a really good idea. That's a great way to go and start this, uh, Start to recover from the pandemic. So right. I think I think that's a good idea, and he's got the right idea. Yeah, so. for sure. Shout out again to Jerry Ryan. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, said- it's elephants for autism. Seriously, come out and support. It's ten dollars at the door. You know, there's not like what do you got to lose? Come on. I mean, and you haven't been out in probably however long, and if you have been out, I mean, I don't know what kind of like source of entertainment you've been getting by going out besides food oh, God. or like maybe if you're doing like your own like uh personal workouts and running and shit like that but other than that i mean i can't think of like the last thing i mean i did see although i did see like in the end of may maybe beginning of june they were doing like pop-up shows where or drive-through shows rather well yeah they would just set, set up in your car the front lot. and then sit in mm-hmm. your car yeah yeah which 
would you be opposed if you had a show if someone was like yo we could do a drive through show there's gonna be like four bands that are playing yeah Two I'd be weeks. okay with that you would do that yeah absolutely I've been you know, tr- I like at the at the point right now is you know if I can play a show I'm gonna say yes um but I would rather go full band if not I have acoustic versions of all the songs yeah so I'll get yeah. up and be able to still do that too because right. that's how I was playing my open mics I was just like all right so the chords are what is it. D A E G flat. Okay, what if I just strum them and slow it down a little bit? I was like, oh, this kind of sounds cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because if you, I don't know if you remember, I hit you up probably back in like April. And yeah, I was like, yeah, to try and get a show together, to get a and show I gave together. you like six or seven other people. Yeah, you were like, yeah, dude, a lot of people, because at that time everything was still kind of up in the air, <clears throat> but um, uh, a lot of people, you know, they're like, well, we're just going to take it fucking easy and, you know, we're going to just wait this thing out, but, which I respect 100%. I'm good. If you, if you, want, if you want to, like, go to, like, a school parking lot or something like that and set up out there with a generator, fuck it, I'll do it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, you know? That's something to look forward to, man. Shows. Mm-hmm. Bringing back shows. <sighs> yeah, man, some... I'm, just, I'm just excited. I know um, Liam What's... and I want to do something cool. I know you guys could probably do this in one by two. Um, just get all the band members and go down to like Wildwood or Sea Isle and just sit on the boardwalk and play stripped down versions of your songs. Yeah. And have people come up to you. Yeah. Like I brought my guitar to the beach the other day. Um, like I was working down there for work and I had finished work early. I was like, hey, let me see what happens. And I sat on the boardwalk, played three songs and people came. I had a crowd of like 20 people around me. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Put a little like, bucket out there. Yeah, well, I didn't put the bu- I didn't have the bucket. I just had my guitar case. Oh, guitar case, right? But like, I wasn't expecting anyone to give me money. But like, there was people around there like listening and bobbing my head, you know. And you know where that's big at, dude? Fucking in California. Yeah, like, people just sit on the side of the the boardwalk and play. Yeah, and, and I dude, mean, you can do it here. Like, people will gather around, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. So I got um I got more traffic flow to my Spotify account. I got more traffic flow to my social medias and everything like that. So it's um. It was kind of cool like that. And like, I think the coolest thing for me was, I know I don't have that many monthly listeners on Spotify, but watching it go from eight monthly listeners to 50 overnight, I was like, what? Well, when did you officially uh, get on to Spotify? Uh, the 19th. Uh, June 19th. Uh, so just recently. Yeah. So I well, it's in the its record. The days. record was distributed back in. Before that. Yeah. yeah. Back in May, like mm-hmm. early May. Right. Like the record was done in May. Right. You know, and I had I had done the district thing. I put it out. I copywritten. I copywritten. Copyrighted everything. I um, I got the album artwork and everything like that. And it was already uploaded. All the lyrics are on there and everything. You know, and then June nineteenth, it just went live. Right. Like it was there. Right. right. But like it wasn't showing up. It right. was just live. Right. So now that it's there and people are streaming it and everything like that, and then I get I've been getting a lot of people messaging me like, "Oh, your song Beautiful Things is great." I'm like, "Thanks. I literally just wrote the music, not the lyrics." They're <laughs> like, "Who wrote the lyrics?" I'm like, "My friend Caitlin. She literally messaged me. She's like, "Hey, I have a poem for my boyfriend. Can you put it the music?" I was like, "Sure." <laughs> That's so, pretty dope. Well, yeah, I told her, I was like, well, look, what if I did it like this? And the only input on the lyrics I had was like having a guy sing to a girl and a girl sing to a guy, which is where Peyton came in. And P. Kelly is Peyton Kelly. Mm. She came in and she sang on Shout out to Peyton Kelly. Yeah, she's wonderful. I love her. Shout out to Taylor, too. Her sister, I love you. You're awesome. You're a good friend. Shout out to Taylor. Um, But she came on and sang and everything like that. And then I sent it to Caitlin. And she's like, oh, my goodness, this is so cool. And she's been sharing it. And she's been getting a lot of feedback from it, too. So that's definitely my most popular song. Of course, the slow, really romantic one is my popular one. Yeah. And then the next one is Never Let You Go by, uh, well, 
not by uh, by me, <laughs> is never let you go, and that's to my future wife. So yeah, word. Lots so, of puns in that one too. <laughs> um, all right. So we've been on here, bro, for like almost an hour and a half, and it's probably gonna be an hour and a half long podcast, which is pretty sick. It's the longest in uh in the paints history. So um, I guess uh in closing, yeah, fucking um. Good cock. Good talk. Yeah. Good, good cock. Um, Thank you. Uh, God delivered. I just signed. The world keeps turning. <laughs> um, yes, that's a family guideline. Fucking, what the hell was I just going to say? In closing. If you had to pick. Okay. If you had to pick a favorite song off the record, what would it be? Mine's 60 years, but what would yours be? Never Let You Go. Definitely that one. Um, and why? I don't know. I just like the vibe of it. Um, is that because it's it's mostly like that's your most viewed song? Or no, is it... no, it's no. Beautiful things is my most viewed uh, and most listened to. Never let you go is like I said before. I wrote it for my future wife before I even met my girlfriend that I'm dating now. You know, um, like there's a, it's there's a lot of like puns in there. Like in the chorus, it goes, uh, "We go together like birds of a feather, peaches and cream in the summer," and then it goes, uh, "I'll never let you go." And then it goes, I'm Danny and you are my Sandy. I love like that. Yeah, we're Jack and Sally. I love The Nightmare Before Christmas and uh, Grease is my favorite movie of all time. You got Danny Zuko and then Sandy, you know, and like they have like an awesome love story and everything like that. And plus the 50s are just a badass time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Minus like the heavy racism and everything. If you're a racist, fuck you. Well, yeah, but (laughs) I know know what you're saying. But like the the big boat cars, the hot rod cars and like the jeans and leather jackets, the drive the diners. Hair. Yeah, just the style that was back Marlboros all day. Yeah. yeah like, I, I don't know. I just... I guess you could say it's because it's... It's genuinely from my heart to a girl who is going to rock my world one day. So who's literally going to make me the happiest man alive when I ask her if she's going to marry me. So, and I like that I wrote it before I met my my ex. Oh my gosh, before I met my girlfriend. She's not going to be my ex anytime soon. No, no. Not um, anytime at all, <laughs> unless she ends it. <laughs> unless, she, unless she sees this and she's like, oh, fuck you. Well, no, I mean, dude, she's like got a couple offers to be on TV shows for cooking, so. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I can't disclose what they are, but that's all I can say. You have to wait and see, everybody. Yeah, NDAs. Gotta um, love them. Yeah, non-disclosure. But yeah, I love it. I know you. I know you like sixty years. Sixty years is another good one. Um, it's about my grandparents' sixtieth uh, anniversary together. That one's a jumper, and then um, I mean, it's a solid opener to a record. Yeah. It just fucking explodes when you're listening to it. Yeah, it does. So there's that one I really enjoy, and then there's um, there's the other one on your YouTube I really fucking dig. Um, sorry, not sorry, for Kelsey. No, there's another one, right? On your YouTube? Or it might just be Just a Memory is on YouTube. It might be just a memory. Just a memory is the one with the scream in it. Oh no, no, no. It is sorry, not sorry. Yeah, sorry, the one not where we're rapping? Yeah, yeah we're sorry, rapping. Not sorry. Yeah. yeah. That, or maybe uh, just a memory. I don't know. It might be both. Ah, I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. I mean, hey, I think keep it is both. I'm I'm happy with it. <laughs> no, well, it has this one fucking guitar thing you do in it and it's fucking dope. It's like uh it's like so subtle, but like it like makes it fucking pop. Is it in the chorus? It's like in like, it's like the way it transitions. I, it's it's one it, of those two songs. Is it like, is it after the screen where it's like da 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 tick da 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 tick da da that? No, but that's cool too. I do fuck with that. Um, sorry, sorry. What? 
I'm just gonna have to fucking pull it up. Yeah, I mean, you're. <laughs> what did I write that I don't remember? <laughs> it's if you hear, like, oh, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. It might be. Is it Kelsey with the guitar solo? Mm, no. Mm-mm. Um. While I'm looking this up, so we pretty much hit every uh pretty every fucking uh, every point. Um. What's the uh What's the future look like for Landon Axel minus this show? And I know you mentioned that you have a whole other ten songs that you yeah. could theoretically release, like really whenever, but. I mean, if you had to draw out a map of, like, the next six months, like, what does that look like? I'm going to be disgustingly famous by the end of the year. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Next six months, um, lots of more shows, uh, definitely more shows. Um, If the merch does well, I will definitely get a lot more merch. Um, I will get more stickers about that. Where could people find your merch? Uh, You're going to have to come see me play. Like, you're going to have to catch me. So like come, you can, you can cash me outside August if you show. want. Come to the August 8th show yeah. and you can get some merch. Yeah, it's at the Watering Hole Maze Landing. It's uh, They have really good food. They, 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 do, had, a, they had a chicken wrap there. Oh they my really goodness, do. it was so good. But um, basically, if you, want, if you want my merch, when I actually release it and what it's going to look like, you can send me a message on um, Facebook, Instagram. You can tweet me on Twitter. Um, I'll give you my Venmo. You can Venmo me money, and then I'll ship it out to you. <laughs> so, but they are first come, first serve. I have two extra. Actually, I have one extra large. I already bought one. I have two smalls, eight mediums, seven larges, and one extra large left. So, um, if you want anything, just shoot me a message, and we'll go from there. So, t-shirts are twenty, CDs are ten, stickers are five. However, I will give all them to you for thirty. Bundle packages. Yeah, maybe with a CD. A sticky, I'm Could literally a just CD give... with a bundle package, maybe? Well, no. T-shirt, sticker, and CD. Oh, you did 30. say CD. Yeah. I'm, I'm half into this phone. Basically, I'm just fucking... giving you the sticker for free. I still have to work out the prices for to after I print the CD, see how much they're going to be. Well, you got time for that. So, I did, the T-shirts were definitely the most expensive ones. So. I don't, I don't know where this is at in the song. But it's definitely this song. It's just a memory. Is is it in the chorus? The harmonics? Wait, I don't want to play this because it's going to be uploaded on YouTube and I haven't consented to your consent if I am able to play this. Like, I mean, you have like, I want to say 10 seconds of the song. But that I just played? Yeah, you have, you have 10 seconds of any clip of my song to play before it gets a copyright strike. Oh, well, okay. I mean, so right. And I'm pretty sure just hold it away from the mic. You'll be fine. So I hate that I have to do that because like a lot of people like just steal music and upload and get money for it. I'm like, hey, that's not your work. Right. I'm just trying to find this fucking part. Is it, well, I mean, if I play it, I might be able to get away with it. Well, you, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see here. You said it's just a memory? Uh, yeah. Is it in the chorus? I don't have service down here. It's not going to load. Um, I tell you the Wi-Fi, but we're broadcasting right now, so I don't want to get my Wi-Fi password out. Yeah, no, I'm not worried about it. Uh, Here, I could log into my Wi-Fi off your phone. No, dude, we're good. We can figure it out later. We'll figure it out later. I'm not worried about it. Fucking whatever. It's a dope fucking riff, and it really sticks out to me. Um, Like I said, like you've heard in this interview, me and Mitch have been jamming for a while. It's good to catch up with you, as always, man. Fucking, I'm glad that you stopped through. Glad that you, you know, fucking, you know, you're doing uh, something that, you enjoy doing and um, something that's fun, something that gives you an outlet. Um, that's the reason why we do this type of thing, you know. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm just glad to see you fucking, you know, I guess taking matters into your own hands and fucking, you know, kind of molding this thing into your own. Yeah, well, like like I said before, this is the last thing, and then I know we got to go. Um, like I said before, oh, I've been in so anywhere, but yeah. I've been in so many failed bands. We're like at the point where I like I write all this music, and then the band just takes a shit on me, and I'm just like I'm not getting I'm not getting let down anymore. Yeah. I am just I'm done with the whole band thing. I'm just gonna do, excuse me, I'm just gonna do my own thing. Right. You know, and if you want to jam with me, that's fine, but like you work for me. Right. You know, I'm like I'm I've been tired of being taken advantage of and everything like that. It was it was never you or Clem who did anything like that. And I want to clarify that, but like all the other bands I've been in, people have been like legit assholes. Yeah. You know, it's just like, "Hey, look, I got us a show. Nah, I don't want to play that show." Well, yeah. we need this much money for the studio. Nah, it's too expensive. Do you want a good quality? Well, yeah. Well, you're not going to get it with that price point. Yeah. You know, you got to be yeah. able to, if you want a good product, you got to put it out there. So I just, I took everything into my own hands. Um, I actually started to like practice singing more and everything like that. It might have had to do with the witch, but that's a story <laughs> for another day. <laughs> Look, oh, just stay man. away from people who are witches because they will casting. seriously bring demons and everything to your house. And it's not a good thing. With that note, <laughs> Jonathan, thank you for having me on today. I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> stay away from witches, everybody. You been uh subjected to fucking i don't know where i was going with that sentence but thank You've you for been subjected checking out to life and love <laughs> thank you for checking out another episode of in the paint um catch you guys soon check out land and axel everyone everywhere you fucking stream music and uh you yeah buy some it. merch support some local music huh yeah check out one by two too They're august fire. 8th <laughs> august 8th check it out check it out our show check it out check it out check it out <laughs>